Just before we get started, do you have a business or maybe a staff event coming up, either virtually or in person? Well, why not drop the organiser a line and suggest me as one of the speakers? Go to pennyhaslam.co.uk to find out more. Hello, Penny here. Coming up in this episode, stop colouring in and sketch your future. Find out why polishing your performance is the enemy of taking action. Also, in my practical tips, why your opinions matter and why sharing them will help you get noticed. Why do opinions matter? I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> I, I'm not, I've never known. Okay, Penny, first up, it's what are you motivationally speaking about? Procrastination. <laughs> Let me give you a little story. <clears throat> it's about an embarrassing email. Love an embarrassing email story, don't we? It's not that kind of embarrassing email story, but this embarrassing email, it, it, it's, it's embarrassing because it took me three months to write. Not full time, not that slow. <laughs> Goodness sake. But pretty long time as well as dragging it around, you know, a bit of a burden. And it was around the time I was setting up as a professional speaker and as a coach and trainer to help people raise their profile. Okay, simple. What do you need to do in order to get out there more? You need to do sales and marketing, don't you? And I used to tell myself that I couldn't do sales and marketing. I was rubbish at sales and I don't know what to do. Someone said, just send emails. I, okay, I can do that. Could I though? No, three months. Three months. Why did it take me three months? Well, I was focusing on the performance of it all, the 25%. I was dwelling in this area too much. I was thinking about the logo. Oh, I need a logo. Eventually, I got my logo. Oh, what am I going to write? Uh, what am I going to write that won't make me look like an idiot when people receive it? Oh, I think I'll just tinker around with that, fanny around with that for a little bit longer. What about the headshot? Oh, the headshot. Oh, who loves having a headshot taken? Nobody. Oh, I was gurning. Right, headshot. Where's it going to go? Middle, left, right, centre. How the hell does MailChimp work? Oh, my. You can spend days in that thing. So, anyway, this, this, this is the point of, like, spending too long polishing and perfecting something. Why was I doing that? Any ideas? Procrastinating. Why do we procrastinate? Fear. It's that dreadful thing that we're all prone to doing is to focus on the detail, dot the I's, cross the T's, make sure everything is just right, make sure everything is just super duper before we can dare to publish it, before we can dare to go public with it. Um, and really what's behind it all is uh, the fear. I'm afraid I will fail, Gail, is basically what I said. So I rang my friend Gail. Now, Gail runs a ladder store and she's very successful. And I rang her and went, Gail, do you know what? This isn't, this isn't for me, this kind of getting out there business. She went, Penny Haslam, you are colouring in. You've got all your nice pens out. You're colouring up to the edge and you're making sure that everything's really neat. So you've got to stop colouring in and sketch your future. Stop perfecting that performance because it stops you getting known as an expert in your area and somebody who's good and your image being brilliant. And it stops you getting out there and getting the exposure that you need. So you kind of procrastinated over this marketing email. What else qualifies as 
colouring in or stuff you should just get on with? Well, this is stuff that often shows up on your to-do list that hasn't been done for quite some time. So it might be three months in my case. It might be three years. I mean, I had on my to-do list build a website for 10 years. In fact, until I met you and, and you could actually build my website for me. But I didn't know how to go about it. It seemed like too much of a big deal. So I just left it on my to-do list. But it might equally be something quite simple, like picking up the phone and arranging to go for a coffee with somebody, asking somebody to mentor you, um, maybe uploading a CV if you're looking for a job or, or sending an email or an inquiry to somebody who might be able to help you, that sort of thing. Or it might be in your own personal life away from work, might be other stuff that will help your enjoyment of life a little bit more, like learning a language or taking planning a big trip or something like that. Stuff you're putting off You've got to ask yourself, why am I putting that off? And it's not just because it's too hard. It's because you're too frightened to get on with it at this moment in time. So once you've accepted that, you can pretty much press on. So um, you spent three months writing that email. What happened when you actually sent it? (laughs) Well, this is the, the ironic thing. Loads of lovely things happened when I actually sent it. I got three responses straight away. One was saying, oh, brilliant. I didn't know that about you. I I didn't know you'd set up in a new business. I thought you were still broadcasting. So, hi, great to connect again. Another one was, brilliant. Can you tell us how much you'd charge us to facilitate our Leadership Away Day? Fabulous, scoping out some work. And a third one was just saying, let's go for a coffee. I've got some ideas for you that will help, you know, and connect you with other people. So it was all about communication, connection and customers as well. So it made sense to me emotionally. But before I got stuck into sending that email, I hadn't quite felt that impact yet. And so it was a bit of a blind leap of faith. As daft as it sounds to anyone who's good at sales and marketing or email newsletters and email marketing, it does sound really silly. But for me, it was it felt very exposing. So one of the things you mentioned while you were speaking in that clip was the fear. How can people get over that hump? How can they get past the fear? I think just breaking down what it is you want to do. Um, the worst thing is to carry this thing around with you, whatever it is on your to-do Drag list. Drag it round. Drag it round. It's always in your back brain, just niggling away. And um, I think if you can break down what it is you want to achieve into small bite-sized chunks and then get someone to help you with those chunks, someone to hold you accountable, check in with you once a week and say, have you done that thing? Like my friend Gail, you know, and I was telling her about it and she basically called me out and went, you're colouring in. It's Penny's practical tips time and today it's practice your opinions. Penny, what do you mean by practicing your opinions and why do opinions matter? I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> I, I'm not, I've never known. I don't have an idea about that. <laughs> opinions matter. Now, that's not to say that you should be opinionated, which is what people are at Christmas dinner tables and everyone falls out a little bit, isn't it? Mm. That's why you don't bring up politics at dinner party conversations is because opinionated people just get a bit annoying. So this is to do with having an opinion or having a comment on something or having something to say, something that you believe in, something that you can stand up for, something that shows expertise. Now, a lot of the time people aren't used to expressing their opinions because they either operate in a large corporate environment where 
saying I in front of stuff is a bit unpalatable. And we say things like we do this, we do that. Um, but an opinion has to start with the letter I think, blah, 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 um, in order for people to understand who you are, what you believe in, what you stand for, and to understand if they should feel that your opinion is right or wrong as well. It's useful. You know, you can sit with both bum cheeks clenched either side of the fence, but ultimately it is quite uncomfortable <laughs> do you know to what? get off the fence. <laughs> I've just thought of something. When I was a radio reporter, I used to go out and do a thing called a vox pop, which was basically... It's Latin for voice of the pupil. Yeah, basically you'd go out into the street and you'd ask somebody, just stop people in the street and go, what do you think about this story? And quite often it would take me, you know five ten people that stopped before anyone would ha actually have an opinion on anything and they were the ones that i needed or, not the people who just went i'm not really bothered or they'd have an opinion but they'd take a long time to get to it or it'd not be quite strong enough so it might be like well i think it might be and i'm not sure but it could be and actually expressing your opinion in a direct um confident way not authoritative but confident way is really appealing and it's not that you have to have strong opinions all of the time on everything but it is well worth having opinions on the stuff that you are expert in you have expertise in stuff that you have experience and passion and knowledge in then yeah surely you should have something to say on those topics as well so for example using penny's face face technique from episode one I'm interested in video and I hate it when people shoot their own little social media videos and they do it in their car. I think it looks weird being filmed inside a car. I think you kind of look like, you know, that you you haven't got an office and you've got nowhere to go. You look lonely and a bit weird. I know it's quite uncomfortable, but it just drives me mad when I see it. Something like that? Is that an opinion? Yeah, I mean, you are fairly opinionated and strong. You have strong opinions, which is... Why well, I like you, Steve. But I think for businesses, for organisations, for individuals, for ambitious employees, if you like, um, having an opinion, what do you think is really, really beneficial? Try it in meetings. What if you're the sort of person that kind of just goes with the flow? Should you make your opinions up or do you genuinely need to kind of feel that? I mean, how do you get them? You've got to kind of feel something about an issue or, or, or whatever, haven't you? You've got to feel something about an issue, but quite often you don't suddenly wake up and go right I feel very strongly about this or oh that's that's great I'm going to express that these things kind of take a bit of workshopping if you like so you could phone a friend or have a chat with a colleague about something listen to other people's opinions and decide which ones you feel most strongly aligned to and um, go with those sorts of ideas you don't have to express novel or new opinions all of the time you know I I didn't have strong opinions on anything when I first left corporate life when I first left being a BBC uh, news presenter um, it was when I was asked to express my opinion that I thought, oh, I better, I better have, I better find some. And the, the, when you practice them, you get more and more of them. It, they become more easy to you. You become more familiar with what you stand for, who you are, what you believe in, and expressing them. That's the really important bit of this. And um, helps other people go, oh, right, okay, I know what you're about now. Have you seen my business book, Make Yourself a Little Bit Famous? It'll help you get out there and get noticed in your business or career. It's jam-packed with stories, advice, case studies and encouragement. Just search Make Yourself a Little Bit Famous 
And why not connect with me on Twitter and LinkedIn? Just search Penny Haslam. Thanks for listening. My third book is coming out in 2024. It's all about confidence at work and in life. And as you'd expect from me, there are lots of stories and ideas to help you build confidence, whether it's for yourself or for others. It might be colleagues, teammates, friends and family. Head to pennyhaslam.co.uk slash confidence dash book.